Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Good morning, everybody. It's 10.09 WTIC News, uh, News Talk 1080, Will Marotti Show, uh, Monday edition Will Marotti Show. Matt Sorace, our... Too much coffee. Matt Sorace, our master of ceremonies. Um, disturbing. Disturbing news yesterday. I got, I think, during the second service at church, popped up on my phone. The Russians had bombed a, uh, a facility in Ukraine, but very close to the border of Poland. And I think that gave everybody a, a moment of pause and concern. And maybe, I don't know how, I, I was concerned. Maybe we shouldn't be. But joining us now on the hotline, our, our military expert, West Point graduate, War College, 30 years in the military, the majority of those in Special Forces, Pentagon, now with the Heritage Foundation, uh, good friend Steve Bucci. Steve, welcome back to the show. Hello, Pastor. Thank you for having me back again. Um, so with this news yesterday that came out about this, this bombing near to, I don't know how close it was to the, to the border of Poland, uh, how concerning is that? Uh, well, it is concerning because, uh, in that particular city in Lviv, the, that, that's where all the refugees are passing through to get out of the country. It's where all of the assistance uh, that's going to the Ukrainian military from the West is flowing through there as well. And that's clearly the, the second one is probably the main reason uh, it was hit. This is Russia trying to message the West to say, yeah, yeah. hey, stop giving them help. Uh, you know, we told you we would hit people that, that were doing that. You need to stop. My question is, where in the world does Putin think he gets the right to do that? Uh, he's the one doing an illegal, uh, immoral invasion of a country that wasn't doing anything to them, despite all the lies that the Russians have tried to, to promulgate to the contrary. Uh, and to say that, well, world, you can't help them. Uh, you have to 
leave them to our devices so that we can just keep pounding them the way we've been doing, the West should immediately stand up and say, not no, but heck no, you don't get to set the rules, Vladimir Mm. Putin. Mm. You're the one breaking international norms and international law. We are going to do everything we can to help this country. Uh, They're willing to fight you, and we're going to give them the means to do it. And by the way, if you try and strike at any of the convoys bringing supplies to them, we will consider it an act of war. You don't have to explain anything else. Just say that. Sure, just say it. And see who backs off. I don't think that Putin will stand up to that. But if we keep letting him do what he wants to do and let him set the rules, the Ukrainian people are going to keep suffering. You know, I I don't know. I mean, certainly, let me say, I I don't want to see any more lives lost. I certainly don't want any American lives to be lost. But at the same time, this is so reminiscent, if you're, and I know you are familiar with history, uh, of what happened in 1938, and and just the the, the the lack of willingness by by people, particularly in Europe, to stand up to to to, to Hitler and say no, this isn't going to be tolerated, and 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 so one country after another country after another country, the dominoes fell. And then it was, you know, Japan, for whatever reason, you know, dragging us into the war, luring us into the war, which they knew was going to happen with the bombing of Pearl Harbor. Um, why, are, why are we taking a more serious approach with, with Putin? Why are, we, why are we doing those kind of things and saying, okay, here's it, there's the line, and a real line, not the red line if you use gas and Syria line, uh, President Obama, but a real line, and why? And why aren't we? Why don't we send in cruise missiles and take out the convoy? And why don't we let Poland send uh, fighter jets into uh, Ukraine and replenish them with our own? Our own. Why? Why aren't we being more aggressive, Steve? Uh, you know, Pastor, I, that's a great question. Uh, you know, I understand why the Europeans are reluctant to do that because we let the Europeans be totally dependent on Russia for their energy needs. We changed the rules, we being President Obama, frankly, uh, changed the rules here in the United States and said, no, we're going to shut down all that that natural gas production. We're going to leave you to figure it out, which means we're going to leave you to depend on Russia. So I understand their reluctance. I, they've stood up more than I thought they would, yeah. and I wish they would stand up more. But the key here, frankly, as it always is, is American leadership. You know, President Biden leaning over the podium and whispering, if we do anything like that, it'll be World War Three. Yeah. Yeah. You know, no. I mean, we're cavalier about it and we just start shooting missiles all over the place. Maybe. But I think if. You know, there's ground in between doing nothing and letting the Ukrainian people yeah, right, die right, right. and, you know, starting the, the biggest thermonuclear war in history. Uh, there's a lot of room in between. But this administration seems reluctant or, or refusing to even consider those possibilities, the things that we could be doing to deter Russia, to get them to back off. Uh, and and to make them pay a, a bigger price for their criminal activity. I was uh, 
I was watching a, a, a news program late last night, one of the financial programs, and they, they were talking about something that I was I was completely stunned by. And that is our, well, I should say, not our, but our negotiation, new nuclear asso- uh, negotiation with Iran. And that somehow we're allowing Russia to lead those negotiations on our behalf. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. wait a minute. This is what? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I said this can't be true. This has to be a parody. This can't. This no one, no thinking human being would allow Russia to to set a nuclear per, uh, parameters on a nuclear deal that involves the United States. No one would do that. But apparently, have you heard that? Yeah, I mean, it, it's a fact. They are the ones. Hosting and the, doing the negotiations, the, the Iranians say we're not going to negotiate with America. So we asked the Russians to do it for us. Now, I, so it's not as crazy as it's. I mean, they did this before Ukraine started. They set up this program. But you would think once everything started happening in Ukraine, we'd have said, okay, that's enough of that. Uh, that's just too, you know, it's like we're living in a Salvador Dali painting, uh, you know, that, that's the, the world is melting in front of us. And then on top of that, Pastor, Iran fires missiles at an American facility near Erbil. And thank goodness no Americans were killed, but they did it. They're cheering about it. They, they fully admit it. It wasn't some sneaky thing that they did. And we're continuing with the negotiations because these folks, both the Russians and the Iranians, understand that the Biden administration is is paralyzed. It wants that deal with Iran so much they they can they've got free reign everywhere else. The Iranians clearly don't care. They're shooting mm-hmm. missiles in the middle of the negotiations that's supposedly going to benefit them. Uh, they know they've got Biden that much in their pocket that they can get away with that. Uh, you know, this is the thing where you're, you're negotiating with the bully and you're yeah. looking him in the eye and the bully slaps you across the face and you don't move. You just sit there and say, well, you know, we need to really come to an agreement and he slaps you again. You, you don't do that. You know, that just tells the bully he can keep slapping you. And now we have two bullies sitting at the same table yeah. supposedly representing us it it's, is it's insane insanity uh, why isn't there calls i mean the day that like him or not like him but the day that president trump was inaugurated maxine waters began calling Ukraine. for We're impeachment see it in, in the middle east it's it's terrible well we've got we've got a situation where the israeli prime minister is telling ukraine to surrender to russia how did that, when did that happen, right? I mean, under I know Netanyahu's not there anymore or not in charge anymore, but I can't imagine Netanyahu ever telling the Ukrainians to surrender to Russia. It's just, it's bizarre. The prime minister in Israel, you know, maybe they could play a legitimate role and a helpful role. This is not helpful. Telling them to all. surrender. I, you know, so what's Israel going to do when, if, if, if Iran rolls into Israel, they're going to surrender. I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In fact, they won't. Why in the world would they stoop to aiding Russia uh, and uh, against the Ukrainians? I don't understand. Got glitch in the system somewhere. 
Yeah. Uh, it just baffles me. I uh, we're reading. We're, we're talking with Steve Bucci from Heritage Foundation. We're reading more about China, and we know their their desires to take take Taiwan. Um, we think that they're observing with glee on uh, the weakness of America and how we're facing Putin and Russians. Uh, I saw an article this morning that they think a, a, a China-Taiwan showdown would, would be handled differently than the Ukraine-Russia uh, showdown, primarily because Taiwan has a much better defense system. T- Taiwan has a much better, not only a much better defense system, but a much a much better a weaponry system than than Ukraine has, and and Taiwan's an island. They've they've got a little bit of water buffer, right? So there's there's that. You're not going to have as readily available land invasion as Russia has enjoyed. Um, do, do you think Taiwan would be a harder a harder prize for the Chinese to acquire than than Russia with Ukraine? Uh, I I think it would be harder. It doesn't mean that that it's impossible. I mean the Chinese have amphibious capabilities. They have a big local Navy. Their global Navy is not that powerful, but yeah. their ability to, to harness naval power regionally right around their coastline uh, is, is pretty strong. Plus, they can fly aircraft and missiles from their mainland to Taiwan. They don't have to you know, go out on, on the water to do that. So all of those land-based capabilities are multipliers, you know, in their combat power in the area. And Taiwan's even further away from us than Ukraine is. So it's, you know, so people who say that, I I don't know. I, because I think, frankly, the Chinese ground forces are probably, at least it appears, more capable than, than Russians. Mm -hmm. But, you know, watching you know they're they're been pretty pretty much weak sauce. Yeah. Uh, you know they got the mass, they got the numbers, but their their discipline and their professionalism is in the toilet. Yeah, uh, no, I mean so, they've had some surrender. I mean it's it's been yeah, it, it, it's been eye opening to realize how inept the Russian army has become. Which, over, which over, over I'm time. good with. You know, I, I'm kind of happy about that. But yeah, it, yeah, sure. I, I don't think we should make the same assumption with the Chinese, particularly with their uh, over the issue of Taiwan, which is such a fundamental one to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, China's been saying for a long, long time, Taiwan's ours. We want it back. We're going to get it back in the immediate future. The Russians have been hemming and hawing, you know, chipping away. They did Crimea and then the little bit eastern Ukraine. Uh, you know, they put up this big uh, around Ukraine. But the whole time they were saying, oh, no, it's just an exercise. You know, we don't have any designs on, on Ukraine. You know, most of us thought they did. But, you know, at least they were not saying, yes, we're coming right now until <laughs> they started coming. Right. Uh, right. So I, I think it's a, a bad analysis to, to assume that China is going to have more trouble than Russia did if, mm-hmm. if China goes to Taiwan. I think China, especially if we allow the the Ukrainian event by Russia to be a precedent in international relations of it's OK for a big country to go take over a nearby little country 
because they say they have claim to it. Uh, that, that's a bad precedent to set. That's what's going on right now if we allow Russia to stay there in Ukraine. Uh, and I think the Chinese will leverage that. Yeah. Well, let's hope let's hope the Chinese do not uh, do not jump and, and make the move on Taiwan. Let's let's hope this war stops quickly, and and not with uh, following the Prime Minister of Israel's recommendation that the Ukraine Ukraine surrenders. Let's not hope that happens, but but let's hope it, it ends quickly. Steve, as always, thank you so much for your your insight and uh, taking time out with us. Uh, our, I know the audience appreciates it, so do I. Appreciate it very much. Thank you. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to be on the show, Pastor. You take care, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, sir. Okay, that's it. Uh, let's take a break, a couple commercials. We have time. We'll come back for a call. If not, open phone lines for the balance of the show, 800-966-9842, 860-522-9842. And, of course, the end of this half hour, next half hour, we'll be setting up for the Between Round Bagel, last caller of the day. So stay with us. We'll be right back. WTIC News Talk 1080. Back to the Will Marathi Show on WTIC News Talk 1080. Also, I want to say thank you to uh, Carla U, the letter U, uh, for an amen. All the other folks that uh, I went through uh, earlier. Appreciate you guys a lot. Thank you. Uh, 800-966-9842, I want to just uh, remind those of you of something I touched on briefly uh, last week, and that was this uh, policy that's been um, been introduced, and we'll go to the, to the full Board of Education. Uh, it's called a Copy of, of Good Practice Policy. I have the document, I, and I know when it was introduced. And... Um, it's it is a number of things, but one of the things is uh, allowing transgender athletes, and this is this is male having transitioned to female, which you know you know my thoughts on that, um, competing against girls, biological girls in sports, and and we've seen the, the, how that just tragically doesn't work. It's it's blatantly unfair. To female athlete, I, I I can't imagine it. It it the NCA has been NCAA has been relatively quiet about, it. but this is such a bad idea on so many levels. Anyway, they're trying to make that that policy regular and normalized in in Wallingford, and if it could happen in Wallingford, it could happen anywhere. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. We're going to talk about the bill when we get back, and uh, and I want to encourage you to call call and voice your disapproval. I I really do. Uh, all right, we're going to take a break. A couple of commercials. The news and calls when we return right here on the Monday edition of the Wilmerati Show. Welcome back. Uh, 1039 WTIC News Talk 1080. So am I the only person or, or just you do you just not fly a lot? Is that the deal? Am I the only person that's frustrated with the CDC causing the t transportation TSA Security Administration to re require masks uh, now it was supposed to end this Friday, March 18th. Now it's going to go until April 18th. Who knows beyond that? Am I the only one that's upset with that? 
and and why are they doing that? Why are they? There's no real reason, particularly on planes, because you've never heard of an outbreak on a plane. As you heard, uh, maybe you heard in the first hour, we had a we had a former a corporate pilot call in and say it's some of the best air in the whole world is on planes. It comes in, it comes in from the outside. It's uh, it, it bleed air from the jet engines, completely pure, especially when you get up at over thirty thousand feet, purest air in the world. And it, and it's not recirculated. It comes through the cabin. It's exhausted. It's vented out of the cabin. It's a totally new air supply. That's like making them open windows in schools. Same same principle, right? So so why are they doing that? Number one, number two, um, bombing mission from Moscow, Russians, very close to the Polish border. We'll see. We'll see how accurate this this poll is from Quinnipiac that was released a week ago today. And the. Um, if, if there is a Russian military spillover or attack into a NATO country, Poland is a NATO country, would you support a U.S. military response? Well, according to this poll last Monday, 79% of Americans would support a military response if Russia either invades attacks or damages a NATO country in this Ukraine invasion. We'll see how that holds up because I think it's going to happen. I think it's naive to think that Putin would stop with Ukraine. I think he's continuing wanting to. He said it on numerous occasions. He grieves the breakup of the Soviet Union, and he wants to restore, he calls it, old Russia. He doesn't even. I was. I was watching. This is interesting. I was watching um, a news program over the weekend, and there was a the. They had on the former. Well, he's still the editor in chief of the only remaining independent news agency in Moscow. Everything else is state run, and now now they've shut him down. They've shut this group down. I forgot the name of the uh, of the of the of the publication. They, so he was there and saying, he goes, "You guys don't understand this." Putin thinks Putin doesn't even recognize Ukraine as a country. He still considers it part of Russia. And so this is very normal for him to want to get his 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 in air quotes his land back. So do you think is that poll number from Quinnipiac or 70? Do you really believe that 79% of Americans support a military intervention if Russia moves to a NATO country. That's the question. 800-966-9842-860-522-9842. We have a situation with gas prices all around the world, particularly in this country. And uh, here in, in, in Connecticut, Republicans Thursday called for the suspension of the gross receipts tax. That's every every gallon you buy, there's an extra tax on it. And uh, that would save a lot of money. Well, relatively speaking, right? <laughs> Richard Blumenthal has called for a suspension of the federal gas tax. So if we suspended the gross receipts tax and the federal tax, we'd save 45 cents a gallon. I paid, I believe, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm accurate here, 
On Friday, I paid $4.73 a gallon to fill up my car. And, and, and I remember it was not that long ago when it was around $2 a gallon. And, of course, the Biden administration is blaming everything on Russia, Putin, Russia, Putin, Russia. At least they're not blaming Trump. <laughs> and Peter Ducey was classic last week in the press conference, press briefing, daily press briefing with Jen Psaki. Peter Ducey of Fox News said, is this now the new default position? Here you guys, and he said, just, you guys are going to blame Putin for everything? That's what it seems like. So we've got uh, we've got that up. Do you think do you think Connecticut should suspend taxes on gasoline temporarily or permanently? Well, I'd say permanently, but you know it's not going to happen. They don't like giving money back once they take it from us. This airstrike, I, I, just for your so you understand what we're talking about, this Russian airstrike near the western city of Lviv, which was a center for refugees. 35 people killed. 30 Russian missiles hit a military base. It's only 12 miles from the border of Poland. Now, that's not a lot of distance. What if these missiles had hit Poland and not Ukraine? Would, would we see this full-scale response by NATO, and including the United States? Are you are you concerned about that? Are you worried about that? Here's an interesting article. Russia seeking military equipment and military aid from China. Don't think they're not cozying up. This is the new access of evil. Russia, China, Iran. Thick as thieves. Because they feel like together they could all, if they combined forces, they would defeat the U.S., and, and take uh, Israel out at the same time, by the way, for those of you, as I do, who love Israel. Very dangerous. Dangerous indeed. So Russia is seeking to purchase military equipment from, from China. Very bad situation. Very bad situation. Um, Prime Minister of Israel. Naftali Bennett recommending to President Zelensky of Ukraine to surrender to the Russians. How long do you think he'll be alive after that happens? They've already abducted and tortured two Ukraine, Ukrainian mayors once they overtook cities. Oh, my goodness. Let's go to Thomas and Rick. Rick, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Good. What's on your mind? Uh, well, let's talk about oil prices. First of all, I think under, under Trump, we were a net exporter, which means we created enough oil within our country that we net exported it someplace else. Yep. And I think we import about 8% from Russia right now. Okay. So that says to me 92% of the fuel or the net fuel that we use is American. Um, and that says to me that, you know, the American oil producers are making an extra $100 a barrel or maybe $80 a barrel no, right I, now. I think they you're inaccurate there, Rick. There's other, if I may, I think you're inaccurate. It's not 92% Americans. There's other places we're buying oil from other than Russia. So we buy oil from other places, be, that, you know, because sometimes from the East Coast, rather than getting it from um, Alaska, we ship it in from Iraq or Iran or one of the mm -hmm. other right. oil producing countries. 
but we still produce 92% of our oil, 92%. What do you say? We produce or refine? We produce. We produce and refine 92% now, Again, of our I say oil it's oil inaccurate because we buy States. a lot of oil from Saudi Arabia. So I'm not, I, I, I don't know where you come up with this 90 But anyway, let's, let's assume it is. It's not. But let's assume so, it's 92%. Well, let's, okay, let's say it's 75%. Let's say yeah. it's 50%. So, so that means American companies are gouging American consumers now because they can. Because they can. And the government's allowing that. Just like it happened in 94, or I'm sorry, 74 and 76, we had all the oil price. American companies were gouging American consumers. And so your point is what, Rick? The point is, why are American companies gouging American consumers? There are laws against, you know, overpricing and and taking advantage of a situation where there's a war someplace else, so we're going to pound our own people, and that's what's happening so right now. Do you, do and the not, government is turning their eye and looking the other way. Do you not They're think saying, that well, oil being world price. Well, oil prices being the, up from $50 a barrel to $120 a barrel, you don't think that has some, has some effect on it? You, do, you, do you think it's costing any more for an American company to pump it out of the ground than it did a year and a half ago under Trump? No, not, not for domestic oil, not at all. But I'm saying so, prices and most are controlled. Of it's domestic. Prices are controlled by speculation. We were, you understand we were, that, right? We were a net exporter a year and a half ago. Yeah, I understand that, but we're not anymore. So, so that okay, point—that's so, a—it's so a mute. So that's a moot point. Okay, we were, but we're not anymore. You can't Rick. Get that point is not going to work. Well, I—I th- I think you're chasing the wrong uh, dog up the wrong tree here, Rick. But we'll—we can—we can give you credit for that. All right, we're going to take a break. Come back. We're going to set up for the last caller of the day. Uh, the Between Round Bagels, last call of the day, 800-966-9842-860-522-9842. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back. Hey, listen, we're going to get on a, a guest, uh, hopefully tomorrow, who uh, is is in the oil business, the petroleum business, the gasoline business, and we're gonna we're gonna ask the, some questions. But here's the here's the basic issue. The basic issue issue is our prices on on gas. We'll say because that's what we're talking about, or what we were talking about. The, the prices are spe- uh, set on speculation. This is speculate speculators buy, sell, trade, and and uh, no, the the price of the oil coming out of the ground in America is no more expensive than it was two years ago. Except you know, factoring in inflation, but that's not how the prices are set. The prices are set on, on what the market is gonna do. It's forward looking. Is I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that's how it's done. So you you know, one person's gouging is another person's investment speculation. You know, I I, I don't know how else to explain that. Let's go to uh, Sue in Essex. Go ahead, Sue. Oh yes, hi. I hi. I was. Yeah, yeah, I was just touching base, and uh, I really didn't have any comments. I was thinking that the last caller of the day was the between rounds person. Oh, it is, it is. But oh, you know God. what? Um, we're a little premature, and I and I I understand why you're calling now. But you know what? Let let not me. I, I'm not gonna not give you the. I'm gonna say you are the last caller of the day. We can we can do that. I have the power to do that, Sue. You're the last caller of the day. You are gonna win a dozen bagels for six months, courtesy of Between Rounds. Bagel Deli Bakery, Manchester, South Windsor, Vernon, and Tallinn. And uh, Matt, I'm going to put you on hold. Matt's going to take your information, 
and you are going to uh, to get those bagels, all right? So hold on, don't don't okay, go away. Yeah. All right, you're welcome. <laughs> God, I misunderstood. Okay, I, I I we we need. I know what you're saying now, Matt. I thought you were saying something else, but that's okay. Uh, so so whether or not, I mean, it, you know, you say that it's gouging. I I don't I don't I would not say it's, I wouldn't describe it as gouging. Uh, gouging is when there you know is. Uh, Oh, I don't know how to describe it. The, these are much longer term price pricing problems because they're set by the market. They're not set by individual oil companies. They're not set by. Um, I mean, they're, they're certainly could 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 Shell lower their prices? They absolutely could. They could, but it's the market that drives these things, right or wrong. And so the fact of the matter is, these prices are what they are now. Uh, based on the panic of speculators, all that rolls downhill to the consumer in the form of higher prices. Whether it's whether it's gas for your car, oil for your home, pro- propane for your home, natural gas for your pro- all those prices are are being affected by the worries and fears that the supply will be reduced. I don't know how else to say it, pretty simply. Um, but what, we're going to get somebody on that knows far more about it than I do, and we're going to have them explain the situation uh, to you, hopefully tomorrow. If not tomorrow, we'll do it on uh, Wednesday. So, But getting back to the original question, would a would a elimination or at least a temporary elimination of gas tax help? Well, it sure it would. Sure it would. It would take some of the pressure off for sure. Wouldn't take all the pressure off, but it would. This I saw this in the Atlantic. Let's shift in gears here. I saw this in the Atlantic, and, and it's it, it's almost. I don't know. I wouldn't say it's satire, but it's uh, here, here's a, here's the t- title. On top of everything else, nuclear war will be a climate problem. <laughs> okay. Um, since Russia invaded Ukraine two weeks ago. Um, the threats become more real. Many Americans, including artists, climate-concerned progressives, and even a few lawmakers, have come out in support of a no-fly zone. But despite the euphemistic name, a no-fly zone means that NATO and the United States would have incredible culpability, and they would shoot down any uh, when they shoot down any jets in Ukrainian territory. That, I mean, that's tantamount to open war. It absolutely is. We've said that. Um, so now you have to say, well, what's the next step? Well, is Putin is Putin desperate enough to launch? nuclear weapons and if putin launches a nuclear weapons and particularly an icbm intercontinent intercontinental ballistic missile for those of you in south america uh, they can reach the united states what would our response be our response i'm guessing would we be launching missiles uh even if it was a relatively if you can even say this relatively small exchange of nuclear weapons uh, it would it would have a dramatic effect on the planet because of, of materials tossed into the air. It would it would really almost create a shield from the sun. This article claims within once months uh, around the globe the temperature would would fall by more than two degrees. It's going to check. It's going to change growing seasons, harvesting seasons. Uh, within a year, we'd have a, at least at least an eleven percent additional shortage in food um there's there's a lot of chain reaction responses that come from nuclear warfare that's i don't think putin would do it i don't think he would do it because it's going to hurt russia just much going to hurt us not to mention the loss of lives 
And so I think that would be something that Putin would definitely not do. And and that's why I think we can stand up to the bully. I think we should stand up to the bully. But um, fortunately, I'm not making those decisions, so it's not up to me. Hey, um, we'll be back tomorrow. We're going to talk to uh, Chris Powell tomorrow, um, all all things Connecticut. And then hopefully we'll have our, our energy expert on. We can talk about gas prices. And, uh, and anything else that you want to talk about, because it is a call-driven show. We're so grateful for your calls today. Thank you for your calls. Thank you for your amens. Uh, Matt, great job today. Thank you. And I will see you tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. Love you guys. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 